Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We're all about the archers. I'm Philippa. I'm Lauren. And I'm Quentin. We are here today to talk to the wonderful Emerald O'Hanrahan, who plays Emma Grundy. Emerald, welcome. Thank you very much. Hello. It's lovely to have you here. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Emerald, what a joy it is to speak to you. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you. Is it fun as playing the part of Emma, being across quite a lot of the arch gossipy areas? I know Emma works in the ball, she works in the tea room, she's part of the Grundy family. Is it lovely to be able to record so many scenes with so many different people? And is there anyone that you haven't recorded with that you'd love to record with? I love that. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I love how how many areas she can be in. And I love that she loves gossiping so much. She really is her mum's daughter. And I've always been a massive Susan fan before I was in the show. And so, yeah, just being her daughter and being part of that gossipy world is just so much fun. And I love knowing people's business. That's why I love The Archers. It's great being in that sort of world of it. I think I'd love to do more scenes with Kate. I really love Kate. And I love Justin. I'd love to do more scenes with Justin. I feel like they would be really fun. He's Simon Williams, who plays him, is just so fun and hilarious and plays him so beautifully. And I was listening to him on the omnibus this morning and I just, I would love to, yeah, do more with Justin. He's fun. I guess their paths don't cross too often, do they, Emma's and Justin? Not enough. Not enough. No. Not enough. And maybe the same for Kate as well. I guess Kate and Emma's paths don't cross all that much, despite being of a similar age and having been around for Mm. a while. Yeah. Very different worlds. Yeah. You you need a comeuppance scene, don't you, with with Justin, (laughs) a bit like Natasha had the other night, calling his bluff. Yes. Love it. Yeah, I really love it. But I love the way you're keeping literally a tab on Natasha and Tom. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I loved that. Wasn't that wonderful? Emerald O'Hanra. It's a lovely name, Emerald. It's a lovely name. I mean, you've got to have some Irish roots. And yet I see you were born and raised in Cambridge. Yes. Yeah, in Cambridge. Yeah. So the roots are a little bit further back. 
but I've married into a Delaney family. So I've married, my family is even more Irish roots now, which is just lovely. Yeah. I mean, do, do you have, were your parents Irish then? Is that, is that the O'Hanrahan? So the O'Hanrahan's a funny one because it's, it's actually my dad's mum's maiden name. So my paternal grandmother's maiden name. And, and I had a slightly chaotic family. It's probably one of the reasons I'm an actor. <laughs> and my parents married each other twice. And the second time they married each other, they wouldn't take each other's name because it was like, we've, I've, I've done it once, that didn't work, and I'm not taking your name. They went back to my granny's maiden name, which is O'Hanrahan. So we resurrected the name. Yeah, because had, they had two daughters, so neither, the name hadn't carried on anywhere in, in our branch. There's plenty of O'Hanrahans, but just not in our branch. But now we've got it again, so it's really nice. That's fantastic. Amazing. That's, that's, oh, it really is, yeah. <laughs> Presumably Emerald is after the Emerald Isle, is that right? Well, I mean, my dad always really loved the name and my mum my mum was told I was going to be a boy by a psychic. They didn't know if I was going to be a boy or a girl. She went to see a psychic, obviously, and um, they said he's going to be a boy and he's going to be on the stage. So they kind of got it right. But she said uh, to my dad, if it's a girl you can name him because she was so convinced that psychic was right and then when I was born she's ah and then apparently the nurse came in and said does the baby have a name and my dad said yes <laughs> and he'd been keeping it quietly like I'm just going to call her emeralds yeah <laughs> that's, that's a great tale great tale <laughs> oh that's brilliant emerald I wanted to talk to you about the laughs that you have recording because even last week with the cauliflower eclairs I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> With the almost unbelievable scenes. <laughs> yes. How many laughs did you have recording that? Oh, it was so much fun. I really, really love getting the scripts and looking through and just the what I love about Emma is that there's there's some really lovely, emotional, truthful, beautiful storylines with her. And then there's these wonderful comedy storylines as well. And it's just so much fun to do the variety. I absolutely love doing the comedy. And that was really fun reading about Tom clearly losing his mind completely. And uh, it was really lovely to be able to, to be able to do that scene was a treat. Are those scenes the ones where, yes, you're just laughing so much? Or is it actually sometimes the more serious scenes when you start laughing as a release from those difficult moments? Yeah, it can be both. Definitely can be both. And it's, I, I did a rehearsal with an actor friend a few years ago and she used to do loads. She's an amazing actress called Jane Lapotere and she worked with the RSC loads. And uh, she said, when you're doing a tragedy, that's when you have to have all your laughter and it all gets, when, it, when you're doing a comedy, it's all quite a heavy atmosphere because it all goes, and it's not quite like that because we don't, we're not living it for weeks like a play. But, but there's definitely an element of that, that when there's something heavy, you do. I've done some really lovely, heavy stuff with thinking about when Emma and Ed lost their chance of living at the Beechwood house. And that was horrendous. And then their breakup and all that horror, horror, horror for them. And, and, and we actually had loads of fun doing it. Loads of fun. And I think you do have to, yeah, like you say, laugh to release the tension. And I just love working with Barry. He's so great. So we always have good fun. Did, did you have a good laugh when you had your no nocturnal activities? Shall we put it that way, Emerald? <laughs> that was quite, I found that quite embarrassing. <laughs> Resurrected it here. I forgot about that. I can't believe you brought that up, Quentin. <laughs> Can rely on Quentin for that. <laughs> we'll move swiftly on. We'll move swiftly on. I'm surprised I didn't lead with this question, but 
George. We need to talk about George. George. <gasps> do you think he's misunderstood or do you think he's a genuine woman hater? Are you a George apologist? How do you feel about him as Emerald? Well, I, as Emerald, I have to talk very differently to as Emma because I've always been a fan and I am a big fan. And, you know, as Emerald, I think he's a complete psychopath and a total misogynist. I do. <laughs> I could go forward knowing that you, if you feel like that, Emerald, then I feel justified in my my feelings about George as well. Delighted to hear it. I do. <laughs> He's brilliant. Isn't he brilliant? He just, we've been waiting to, because you don't meet the children for so many years. You sort of go, won't it be wonderful when we can meet? And Barry and I have been saying for years, he is going to be such trouble when we meet him. He's just so rich. All the stuff that he went through as a little tiny kid, as a bigger kid and now and it's all I just love the the real-time reality I mean he's I was thinking about this yesterday he's so horribin and not because the Grundies are really like and especially the Grundy men like historically are allowed to be the sort of rogues you know they're kind of they're really well-meaning and lovely and lovable and it always goes wrong and there's always a kind of slightly dodgy deal but they're always from from a really good place. And and the Horobins are not like that. And I think he's really Horobin. I just love it. And I and I love how they've come through a really tough time, Emma and George. And she's so loyal to so him. Loyal. And it took her so much to start seeing, you know, reality with him. And I think they're in a beautiful place. And I think I do think that there's a I mean it could go anyway, couldn't it? As a listener, I think Tom and Natasha are kind of psychopaths. And I think they're like absolute, you know, that run businesses. The psychopaths are the people in charge, aren't they, in the world. And I think George could be like that. He could just be a really successful business guy. And I do think after everything with Helen, his getting on at Bridge Farm is because him and Tom and Natasha actually have quite a lot in common. And I love all that. It's beautiful. And so it could go this kind of really successful, or it could, you know, who knows? He's, I do think he's so damaged. He's got to be. There's so much there. But I just, yeah, yeah I love it. I was just open-mouthed listening to the scenes of... I've been listening to The Archers for about eight years now, so it, I felt like it was the first big blowout that happened. It was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a complete shock. It was amazing. And I feel like George's character is in sort of stark comparison to how much of a sweetheart Brad is as well, because Brad, similar age, similar family and things like that. And Brad is just... He's got all the sweet, hasn't he? Yeah. And all the dark genes have come to George. But then it's epigenetics. But it is. It's all... It's It's got to be like Brad has had, you know, for every everyone always, you know, makes fun of Tracy and her kind of... and And you know, Brad and Chelsea being her kids and having quite a kind of... But she's really solid in her parenting and she's really... They've always had a really solid and secure background. They're secure. And George has not had that experience. So when you put those genes in the environment, you know, what's going to... It's fascinating. I just love how true it is. You know, the, the characters, are they're all so real. They're so brilliantly drawn. Because that scene between the, the four of you when George laid into you Ed and Will yeah oh, it's phenomenal I mean your your shock was palpable it was really well acted I have to say Emerald but oh thank you it was a treat of a scene it was really but I was listening to it thinking, my god how could you say that but then afterwards I thought to be fair 
what he was saying was true. And that's why it was such a great scene, wasn't it? I felt awful for you three, but actually I thought, George, and that explains a lot about George, that scene, doesn't it? He's a child. Yeah, he's a, when you think about it, he's a child growing up in that. What has he gone through and what has he had at school? And, all you know, we don't really, it's a lot. It's a lot to grow up with, you know. But do you think the, the she's called the Archer's Fairy, sprinkling her fairy dust, is sprinkling it all over George. He's going to be, he's all reformed now. He's going to be a nice chap because we're all, we're all getting used to him being a, the next baddie. What an absolute talent, though. The, the actor who plays George to come in and just deliver that just out of nowhere. Like we haven't heard from George and now all of a sudden we're all talking about George all the time. Isn't he Amazing. brilliant? Fabulous. Yeah. Angus Stobie, he's Fabulous. Emerald, as well as the big scenes that we've just been talking about, there's also the little moments with Emma that I love. And one of those I love the most is her very aggressive receiving of payment for things when she's cross with someone. Thank you for noticing that. (laughs) And the the tapping in of the code. Oh, it's just glorious. Yeah, is that something you're really aware of? (laughs) just comes through yeah it's it's funny because it's always anything physical is a is like a dance between the actor and Vanessa Nuttall who does the she's your arms and your physical kind of presence in the scene so if there's anything you need to do she'll be doing it and you'll be you know holding scripts or just sounding like she's because she's a master of of that of the physical stuff not being too intrusive being the perfect sort of level sounding as if it's your hands you know she's extraordinary and yeah so it's it's her doing the the angry tapping and it's and it is a little dance that we have fun with (laughs) oh I hoped it was you doing it Emerald I really felt it was Emma I know that's lovely (laughs) (laughs) all that slamming and passive aggression lovely she's so the queen of passive aggressive isn't she yeah, absolutely. We talked very briefly at the top before we'd even started recording about Christmas trees. I've got oh, a Christmas tree here on display. Lovely. What do you think Emma would like for Christmas this year? Emma? A house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> no, do you know, I think she's quite, weirdly, I think she's really satisfied with, because I think she did lose her mind entirely over the house, obviously. Had a little break. And I think having got Ed back and her family back and especially everything having happened with George this year I think she's pretty satisfied in her mobile home um as long as you call it a mobile home and not caravan what would she like for Christmas it's such a good I think she'd probably like um like a big just a huge bag of money so that she could, you know, yeah. <laughs> so that she just wouldn't need to worry for a few days. <laughs> don't know if, I don't know if there's anything particular she's eyeing. I'm sure there's a particular necklace she's eyeing up. There's always a particular necklace she's eyeing up. But, but I think she'd probably like to just be able to relax a bit. She works so hard. Yeah. I was thinking maybe just people just to leave her alone for a bit and just have a lovely bath without people interrupting her. <laughs> oh, a really nice bath. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just leave her alone for an afternoon. Well, I mean, you've just you just referred to her her mad scene, you know, when she's running around Ambridge begging for money from anybody. I have to confess, Emeralds, I, I still feel a bit traumatized thinking about that whole scene or that whole storyline because it was really weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was traumatizing. It was really traumatic. She, it was all she'd wanted, and she kind of went into this spiral. She's always done this where. 
she goes into this space where whatever she's after, that's all she can see and nothing else exists. And, um, and she went really into that. And, and then it all coming, crushing, crushing her. It was just, yeah, that was full on. That really felt like a, a responsibility, that storyline. It was really, I felt privileged to do that. But it wasn't, obviously it wasn't lovely to do. No. It was a beautiful storyline. I thought that it was handled really nicely by the writers and directors, obviously. Yes, it was. But I felt, I felt worried for Emma at the end of it because she normally holds it together, doesn't she? And she has lost it this time. Yeah, it really did break her. Yeah, it did. I think that was a bit of a defining moment for her. Yeah. Something changed there for her, definitely. I think from the minute we heard her getting all her mood boards and books together with samples and everything, it was just setting her up to fail. Yeah, it was never going to happen. Yeah. But you've been acting the part now, is it 13 years? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But if you could go back to yourself on the first day you arrived on set to record, is there anything that you would just whisper in your ear? Oh, yeah, I'd want to say it's all going to be okay. And everyone's really lovely. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And I was really worried that people wouldn't accept a new Emma because I replaced the amazing Felicity Jones. And I was really obsessed with matching her voice and her energy and being a good fit. And I was really worried that the actors wouldn't go for it. And I, and I shouldn't have worried about any of that because everyone was so lovely. And I, I know everyone says it, but it really is true. It's a really lovely family. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And, and it's weird because it's all Archer's time. So because you record, you know, once a month at most, if you're in the storylines. Holly, who plays Alice, I just saw, the last time I saw her, she was pregnant. And the last time I'd seen her before that, she was pregnant. You know, like it was just so, like with the previous baby. So the, it all concertinas, and the pandemic especially has concertinaed everything. You haven't seen people for years. So it's just, it's an amazing, it's like a little party every time you, it's a reunion. It's just beautiful. In terms of Emma being at the tea room, what are your baking and cake making skills like, Emerald? And do you think, how do you think you'd fare running a tea room? Oh, I wouldn't fare well, I don't think. <laughs> I don't do it enough. I'm not great at like following recipes entirely. I love finding a recipe and then being like, mm, I'm going to <laughs> substitute this. My family won't eat my bakes because they're like, what is in this brownie? Is it? And I'm like, it's fine. It's delicious. And it's really good for you. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to have it's black bean brownies, isn't it? It's black, black beans. <laughs> like, yes, it is black beans and sweet potatoes. And it works really well. <laughs> and I think it does. But yeah, I'm too experimental, I think, to run. Oh, maybe I should run a tea room with Tom, but I don't think I should be running my own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe you joined the BBC's radio drama company. Now, was that your way into the Arches? It was so good. Just such a treat. And then I everyone was going up to the arches and they said, oh, you'll go up to the arches. You love it so much. They'll have you up. And I was saying a lot, I can't wait to go up to the arches. I'm so excited to go up to the arches. And, and I wasn't called and I wasn't called. And then I had a call from one of the executive producers and she said, we're thinking of recasting one of the characters. Do you think you could match Emma? And I just said, yep, of course. And, and they sent me CDs. They sent me CDs of I think it was two omnibuses and I had it in my CD Walkman and I just listened for, I think I had two weeks to learn her voice and oh, it was 
yeah, that was intimidating and amazing fun to just get to dive into her character even more. And obviously I knew her because I was a listener, but I didn't know her to mimic her. And then I did a, a remote audition because I was working at Maidervale. And then, and then yeah, and then got it and then couldn't tell anybody for ages. It was amazing. Yeah. Do you have a phrase or something to get you into it? I did, yeah. And I used to phonetically write out everything that, that uh, Felicity was in, the way that she would say it and write and then write it over my scripts. But the way that she, when she was bumping into anyone, she'd say, hi. And so it was, it was that sort of sound saying hi would always get me into it, yeah. And actually any scene with Charlotte who plays Susan, that's, that always keys me back into her because mm. she's, she's just fabulous. And uh, yeah, so I just love having scenes with Susan. Was it a difficult voice to mimic? No, actually, um, because it was so particular. I really loved it. I really, I just I really enjoyed that. I've always liked doing voices and, um, and accents and stuff. So I, I really liked the opportunity to, yeah, dive into that really specific voice. I should just add that if you'd like to hear more, there is a longer version of this interview with Emerald on YouTube where you can hear and see us chat together. The YouTube version includes all the questions asked by members of our Facebook group. So do go and have a look on YouTube. Just put in all about the archers. We come to the final question today, Emerald. Every week when we talk to a cast member, we ask them a question that they would ask the person coming on next week. The last person we spoke to was the wonderful Jackie Lai, who of course plays Joy. Yes. And her question straight away she knew what to ask. She says, please ask Emma if she's completely got over the fact that she lost her house on the estate Aww. and do you harbour jealousy to Joy? Oh, lovely. I think she's probably got a little bit of jealousy for everyone who lives in Beechwood. But I do think that after getting Ed back she's sort of had a rejig of her priorities and she does know she lost her mind about getting that house and I think losing losing everything for quite a while I think she realized it sort of re-anchored her in what really matters so I don't think she wants that anymore but I think she is a bit jealous of I think it's probably a bit jealous of how easy Joy's life looks like it is rather than probably is Wow, great answer. Well, thank you so much, Emerald. It's just been wonderful to talk to you and just hear more about Emma. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Yes, it has. Yes. Pleasure for us. Thank you. In lovely. Thank you. And I should just say, we'll be back as normal for a midweek roundup of what's happened in the Archers so far. So from all of us, bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.